now loading. Adidas were always focused on endorsing athletes early on, including endorsing Olympic icon Jesse Owens, who was convinced by Adidasler to wear his leather track shoes with extra long spikes at the 1936 Berlin Olympics, as well as football icon Franz Beckenbauer. Sports performance was always at the core of what they built their products around. As time progressed and culture evolved, you had a cultural icon like Bob Marley appreciating Adidas from afar, taking the samba shoe, a football or soccer shoe, and making people want to wear it as a lifestyle shoe. Adidas also attracted other non-athletes like Freddie Mercury, the lead singer of Queen, who wore Adidas Hercules wrestling boots. Similar to the White Sambas during the Live Aid concert in 1985. Run DMC took a basketball shoe like the Adidas Superstar shoe, which was originally handed to basketball players in 1969 and made it a lifestyle shoe. Through their song My Adidas on May 29th, 1986. In fact, they wore their superstars without laces, which was basically a nod to prison where they were removed to prevent inmates hanging themselves. This wasn't paid promo on Run DMC's part. This was basically their own appreciation letter to Adidas. There's that iconic show in Philadelphia where Run DMC told the crowd to raise their Adidas superstar shoe and the crowd responded by raising them up in the air. This moment showcased the influence of Run DMC on not just lifestyle but also culture. John Wexler, who this video essay is about, was a teenager at this time in the mid 80s soaking up hip hop, where he was exposed to the value and impact of cultural influences that weren't athletes. Well, when, when Run DMC did My Adidas, it wasn't because they had an Adidas deal they no, just did it they, because they wanted to totally they did it because it's they wanted to send a positive message um around sneakers and wearing levi's and the kind of clothes that they were wearing at the time and it was sort of like this battle cry for for the street because at the time there was someone in their community who was who was saying negative things about people who wore that type of mm-hmm. product run dmc capitalized off their clear influence on the rise of the superstar shoe in the mainstream by recording a video asking Adidas for a million dollars because of the success of my ideas. I'm Jam Master J, DJ Run, and my name is DMC, and this is my man Hurricane from, from around, around the way. way. You know what I say? 
Hollis we, Queens, that is. Word up, and we always rock our Adidas on our feet with no shoestrings in them. I did not win them. I bought them off the app with the Levi denim. I like to sport them. That's why I brought them. A sucker tried to steal them, so I caught them and I fought them. Then I walked down the street and bopped to the beat with Lee on my leg, leg and Adidas on my feet. And yo, now I'm just standing here shooting the gift. Me and D and my Adidas standing on two fifth. My Adidas. Adidas can never even buy this much promotion we give them. I reckon it's number what? Ten with a bullet on the black charts. Ten with a bullet on the black charts. Twenty-seven on the pop charts. What does it say? Zoom in. My Adidas. My Adidas. On the charts for six weeks. You know what a bullet means? That it's going to the top. So give us a million dollars. This actually led to a one million dollar endorsement with Adidas which was the first inducement deal for a rap group. With entertainers and celebrities, the value that they bring to a sports apparel brand like Adidas or Nike is their ability to drive culture all year round, influencing how people dress, live, and think. John Wexler acknowledged that Michael Jordan, from a marketing point of view, dominated a big part of the 80s and 90s defining the endorsement deal relationship between sports apparel brands and athletes a big reason for sports apparel brands endorsing athletes was and is because of their performance within their respective sport entertainers and celebrities have no off-season or pre-season it's pretty much 24 7 365 engagement thanks to social media with athletes in their arena sports performance there's an off-season or a preseason. they're not performing in their sport all year round for the most part john wexler understood that someone like kanye was redefining that dynamic by being an entertainer and celebrity that had his own arena that he performed in, which was culture. Mind you, athletes also cross over into the culture side of things, but this is a bonus on top of their sports performance and their ability to promote and represent the sports apparel brand during their sports performance. Playing basketball growing up, taught Wexler how to think about what he was good at and what others within a team dynamic could bring to the table. Working with non-athletes, John Wexler would look at where the celebrity's career would go long term. Wexler was actually a DJ at parties during college from Thursdays to Sundays and also promoted hip-hop shows. He was also working at a sneaker store in the 80s when Adidas were selling Run DMC Olympic sweatshirts. Around 1997, John Wexler was banging on the doors of Adidas, Columbia and Nike for roughly three years with the aim of securing a job role but had no luck. He had previous experience of working on the sales side of apparel 
but he couldn't get a job at any of the sports apparel brands because he didn't have the vernacular to speak their language in interviews. So he went to the Art Institute of Portland, which allowed him to develop the design language of footwear. On top of that, he developed practical skills like learning how to sell. In 2000, he landed a basketball footwear merchandising sweeper job. It was called a sweeper role because it was inspired by the football position where a defender that sits behind a defensive line and is tasked to basically clean up loose balls that get by their teammates and they're usually the last defenders before the goal besides the goalkeeper. In company terms, his role was to pick up the pieces around the company, assisting various departments, mopping up loose ends, doing spreadsheets and other runner type activities within the company which he did from 2000 to 2002 during this role he worked on projects relating to the t-mac one and the og kobe shoe his big break was playing a key role in the adidas house party campaign in 2008 which included entertainers like katie perry estelle missy elliott David Beckham and Run DMC. It was a hip hop inspired house party which made you feel like you were there. It was based on celebrating originality. Leading up to the release of the house party campaign, John Wexler had a hand in negotiating deals for those that were part of the campaign. This was the turning point where he wanted more. He was curious about how Adidas could build a community around entertainers and celebrities, investing more in them and doing things like inviting them to Adidas events, making them an extension of the overall Adidas brand. John Wexler saw that there was a problem that could be solved within the non-athlete space and his manager was really open to this. Within Adidas, the main focus when it comes to endorsements was with athletes. Athletes were the main business model because athletes were the individuals that were watched on TV by millions of people. But the gatekeepers around this were no longer the gatekeepers within the social media world where entertainers and celebrities were able to thrive and push culture all year round. He made Adidas see that along with sports performance being the arena for professional athletes, culture is another space that should be invested in in a similar way via entertainers and celebrities who perform in that arena predominantly. John Wexler's efforts up to that point opened the door for his prominent role at Adidas, his role as global entertainment and influencer marketing executive, a role that didn't really exist within Adidas until he basically created it through his curiosity for 
global cultural influences. His mission early on was basically about identifying influences that could push the Adidas brand values forward. He was overseeing the non-sports side of Adidas, looking for celebrities and entertainers that people wanted to dress like. He's a big reason why Kanye went to Adidas and he saw Kanye's vision after Kanye left Nike, who he said was limiting his creativity and output. This was apparent in 2013 when he released Jesus, which to me was the soundtrack for his frustrations in fashion including footwear during that period this wasn't the case when he went into business with adidas john wexler understood kanye's cultural influence and again understood that there's no reason why sports apparel brands shouldn't be investing in cultural influences in the same way they invest in professional athletes which is something that wasn't really a major priority at the time. Kanye vented his frustrations to a, a longtime friend, Sway. Someone who he reached out to when he wanted promotion on MTV during the creation of his debut album, The College Dropout. back Adidas by John Wexler had the resources that he was really after prior to doing business with Adidas Kanye wanted to get royalties for his Air Yeezys but Nike told him that he's not an athlete Negotiating with Nike, they said, "Okay, cool, Kanye. You've been screaming up and down. We're gonna give you a deal for Yeezy finally, because they was marginalizing me. Let me only design two shoes over a five-year period. People talking about the Red October. That's the design for three years ago. You know how many ideas I got? You know, say so. They try to marginalize me, and then they say, "Look, we're gonna give you four million dollars a year to design this." I said, "What about royalties?" They said, "Look, you know, you're not a professional athlete, so you don't get no royalties." I said, "Look, man, I go, I go to any of these arenas and play one on nobody. I'm a performance athlete, and more." than being an athlete <laughs> Kanye isn't wrong he is a performance athlete and that is evident through his live performances so is Beyonce so is Kendrick Chris Bruno Travis 
and others who represent the top modern era live performance. And on top of that, people generally care about what they're wearing when they're performing. They're performance artists within pop culture and hugely impact internet culture, which are ecosystems that sports apparel brands build their stories and branding around all year round. I don't think Nike could see that a cultural influencer like Kanye could create a shoe that would rival Jordan's or should be invested in as much as athletes. I don't think they understood that culture is his arena to perform. Kanye's Air Yeezys, which he wore at his 2008 Grammys performance, are one of his most iconic Nike shoe releases and were on auction recently. Some would argue that they are up there with some of Jordan's iconic Jordan shoes that he wore during his NBA Finals appearances. Both have shoes that are connected to iconic performances within their respective crafts, but just in two different arenas. Pharrell is another entertainer and celebrity that John Wexler worked closely with whilst at Adidas. Pharrell, who is a fashion icon and cultural wizard himself, released several notable offerings, such as his Stan Smith sneakers, his tennis collection, his Superstar Super Color Pack, NMD collection, and more. John Wexler understood Pharrell's influence and story and how that could help communicate and further extend the brand values of Adidas. Snoop is someone that John Wexler knew transcended music and culture as a whole by being able to tap into different worlds whilst remaining Snoop in every way. John Wexler's relationship with cultural influences is special one he has the ability to put himself in their shoes he has a strong belief in the leadership of cultural influences after Kanye did what he did with Yeezy via Adidas and thanks to the assistance of John Wexler who went on to work within Adidas Yeezy as VP general manager 2019 to 2020 Adidas were able to understand that culture is as important 
to them as sports performers. And in many ways, these are worlds that interconnect. His current role at Shopify, which is VP of the Creator and Influencer Program, is taking this further by helping creators become more entrepreneurial. He understands the power of pop culture and internet culture. Like I was sitting at my house with um, one of my friends, this guy, he's a uh, photographer, he's like a really good photographer, Harrison Boyce. Mm-hmm. And we, we had the jacket and he was like, yo, you should really sell these jackets. He's like, you should, not only should you sell the jackets, but you should, um, you should like start putting out like t-shirts and stuff like that. And I was like, you think so? And he was like, yeah, I, I have a friend that I shot for and they're doing some, some stuff with like Shopify. Um, with this guy named, you might know him, this guy named John Wex. I was like, oh yeah. I, <laughs> I, 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 I was like, I know Wex. And he was like, he, I didn't know he was at Shopify. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, he works at Shopify now. You should reach out to him. So I hit him and I was like, yo. Helping creators tell their stories to sell their products, chart their own history. And he believes the future is independent for creators. John Wexner understands that culture is power and can be curated, changing minds and the way people live. One thing for certain is that John Wexner will always be fighting for the creators and cultural influences and be in a vehicle that can help elevate them and help them to leverage the networking effect of social media and the internet overall.